Thank you also um, for the warm welcome. Before I get uh, to the greetings and the protocol list, I want to say, Honorable Premier, I support Durban, but to have this in Daba here. But both, both of us must go through Section 217 of the Constitution. <laughs> but I support. <laughs> uh, Deputy Minister Honorable Fish Masalele, ministers and deputy ministers from uh, the African countries, our ambassadors, high commissioners, members of the diplomatic corps, the Tourism Portfolio Committee, led by the Honorable Chairperson and all the members of Parliament and members from the NCOP. Of course, our, my sister Premier, the, all the MECs from um, all the provinces, uh, you're welcome by MEC of Economic Development and Tourism and Environment, Honorable uh, MEC Duma. Then his worship, the mayor of Etiquene. You did a very good sales speech this morning. <laughs> so did the premier and the MEC. <laughs> You're really using the opportunity to pitch for your province and the city. The South African Tourism Board and all the board members, also our DG Victor Taraj, and all the other government officials, both from national, provincial, and local government here. Then, of course, all our tourism executives that are here. The tourism councils, the associations, the industry associations, the business sector, the private sector all partners of our tourism stakeholders, and then, of course, our valued media. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor for me to be here at the 2023 Africa's Travel in Daba in this picturesque uh, city of Durban. Renowned for its sunshine, the premier kept to her word Yesterday it was raining. She promised us sunshine today. Well done, Premier. <laughs> we are gathered here at the Incorsi Albert Latulia Convention Center, named after Africa's first Nobel Peace Prize laureate to celebrate as we pull all our efforts together with the sector's recovery. In one of his famous quotes, Nkosi Latuli expressed his strong connection to Mother Africa, and I quote, I'm an African. I'm bound to Africa by the ties of blood, race, history, culture, and language, end quote. During this month, we also celebrate Africa Month. And I would like us to be reminded of the inspirational words also of the African Union anthem. Today we are here to honor the African people's incredible ingenuity, the warmth of our African people, the fortitude and the magnificence of our continent. 
We do so with humility as we welcome delegates from across the world. We are part of a common humanity and we are bound together by the desire for a shared prosperity. As Africans together, we will craft a, a narrative that tells our stories in our own words, sharing with the world the unique contributions we bring to the global tourist community. I'm looking forward to meeting as many of you as possible and to learn from you. I'm just over two months in the portfolio and I'm trying to learn as fast as I can. And thank you to all of you that I have already consulted with who brought me into behind the scenes of what is happening in the sector. Now this year, we want to also reposition uh, Africa's travel in Daba. And like speaker said to me before, the, the theme this year is unlimited Africa. And it's really unlimited. The potential, if you just look at all the videos that we saw this morning, of Africa's travel in Daba bringing the world to Africa to positively influence the continent's economic and cultural trajectories. I want to quote one of the best exports of Africa, Ben Okri, and he's the Nigerian author and poet, is very on point when he writes, the most authentic thing about us as Africans is our capacity to create, to overcome, to endure, to transform, to love, and to be greater than our suffering, end quote. So this year's Indaba at the near pre-pandemic scale demonstrates still, even after COVID, that we can host world-class events as Africans. We hope to exceed this year our pre-COVID figures. We have an estimated 6,000 people attending from all over South Africa and the rest of the world. This year, the Indaba also sees more than 350 tourism products being showcased and a thousand buyers from all over the tourism ecosystem and just under a thousand exhibitors. And the attendees include um, destination marketing bodies, the hotel groups, the airlines, the tour operators, uh, 10 African tourism boards, and 21 African countries are represented here today. You are all most welcome. But while I talk about us working together, I want to address competition and collaboration. MEC Dube referred to this. Duma referred to this. Competition is often considered as the lifeblood 
of destination marketing in tourism. However, it is important to note that competition should always be balanced with collaboration. While healthy competition can drive growth and innovation, unhealthy competition can lead to a race to the bottom, with businesses and destination undercutting each other on price and quality. Therefore, as the tourism industry, let us foster a culture of healthy competition, where businesses and destinations are encouraged to compete on quality and innovation. Let us remember that long-term success in the industry depends not only on competing, but also on recognizing the value of collaboration and partnership. And so each player in the value chain has a unique role to play. And by working together, we can create a seamless and memorable travel experience for our visitors. That is the spirit of, the, of Africa's travel in Daba. Now, we also need to support small, medium enterprises. As the Department of Tourism, we have supported 123 SMMEs that are on the floor today that will be sh showcasing their office that they can do. And we've invested just 11.7 million into that. I think we can do better. But I also call on all our provinces to also sponsor SMMEs to come to the travel in Daba to get that opportunity to showcase their products. Then I want to thank all the buyers. All the buyers that are here, you are critical in promoting Africa as a premier destination. And I want to thank you for your continuing partnering with us and showcasing our continent's diverse um, offers. To all the African product owners, thank you for your contribution cre uh, in creating a cohesive and thriving tourism sector that benefits communities and promotes faster economic growth. I'm a firm believer that our countries and the continent's tourism sector can only grow more and more and more if we work together. You are an accommodation establishment owner, an airline partner, a travel agency, a tour operator, and any other tourism product and experience. This call is to you today. Let us work together. I invite all South African companies also to be part of this year's short-lived campaign by providing discounted deals to South Africans in our domestic market. By offering discounts up to 50% during the week starting from the 4th to the 10th of September, 
we will be encouraging South Africans to travel our beautiful and vibrant country and support local businesses. South African tourism, in return, will promote the short, short-lived travel week deals that you can offer, that I'm asking you to offer and put out there on various marketing platforms, marketing your establishment. So please don't miss out on this chance to market your products and services by registering as soon as possible on dealsouthafrica.net by not later than the end of August 2023. Many spoke this morning about the sector's performance. And I do agree. It's open, it's thriving, it's offering various products and experience, catering to travelers' needs and preferences. And, and for South Africa, we've seen this encouraging growth where between January 2022 and December, we welcome more than 5 million uh, visitors to our shores. But this is the key. Out of the more than 5 million visitors to South Africa, 4 million came from Africa. Well done, Africa. You deserve... Thank you, thank you, thank you to all the ministers that are also here today. So yes, um, depending on who you speak to, depending on where you are, you will get different figures as to where we are in terms of performance to meet our COVID-19 levels and even exceed them. I'm not going to go there and give another figure, but tomorrow, we will be releasing SA latest update figures to see how we are performing. So if we work together, I believe to all my African brothers and sisters that anything in life is possible, but on condition that we are prepared to work hard, damn hard, and we can exceed those pre-COVID-19 levels that we are working on. So the performance is good, but there's always room for improvement. Let us set the bar high. And let us all move to work to achieve that. And this uh, Africa's Travel in Daba provides the ideal platform for that, for all of us to collectively showcase our African products and experiences. It is the most valuable platform for all of us to meet face to face, to do business with the most influential partners in the world and access at Africa's excellence and endless possibilities. The business opportunity and quality connections gained at this trade show will certainly shape Africa's tomorrow. Now let's get to the hard truth, what we call in South Africa challenges. Sounds nice, 
but let's deal with the hard truth of what it is that we all need to do as a collective. In addition to collaboration across the value chain, there are other areas where we need to work together to unlock the full potential of the African tourism market. And the first of these is the visa regime in all African countries. We must harmonize this visa regime across the continent and make it easier for visitors to move from country to country. So the visa problem is just not a South African one, it's an African one. And as ministers of tourism, we are going to work together to address the issues of visa. We must simplify the e-visa application process and also reduce the cost of visas to make Africa more attractive and bring in more international visitors. Yesterday in our discussion, we have committed as the ministers of tourism that are here, it's one of our first priorities that we have to deal with. In South Africa, we've got visa waivers for several African countries, African countries with a specified period of up to 90 days. And it includes Tanzania, Namibia, Angola, Mozambique, Mauritius, Malawi, Botswana, and many more. And we have just added an additional 20 countries to the list at the ministerial di dialogue. Is, uh, that's very critical, and that is air access, or air lift, as some people prefer to call it. Although Africa on the global stage is one of the strongest performers in terms of connectivity to Africa, and we've seen some growth there, but the growth is uneven. While some regions and countries have better airlift connectivity than others, and I was to ask yesterday, Honorable Premier, also that we all need to work together to get South African Airlines, South African Airways, back to our regional connections. And we will be working on that. So I'm looking forward to be working with the various partners in reducing the high cost of air travel also in, in the continent, as we know that this also deters visitors from going on a holiday. But despite all of these challenges, there are some positive um, developments in the African aviation sector. For example, we've seen some of the airlines, African airlines, that are expanding their fleets and increasing their routes to meet the growing demand for air travel. Yesterday, we hear from the Minister of Tourism from Eswatini that they're also putting on a flight between Durban and Esotini and also Esotini and um, Zimbabwe. So well done, uh, Minister, for that. 
Now here comes the other one. The African Union has also launched the single African air transport market, which aims to liberalize air transport on the continent and promote greater competition and connectivity. Now, this is part of an agreement that was reached in 1999 in a city called Sucro. And there were discussions there. So as members of the African Union, we need to make sure that these things in fact are implemented. Otherwise they just remain on paper. Ladies and gentlemen, we must prioritize also sustainable tourism practices that address climate change, protects our environment and cultural heritage while promoting economic development. The Department of Tourism in South Africa started to do our contribution to establish the Green Tourism Incentive Program. And this program encourages and incentivizes private sector tourism enterprises to move towards the installation of solutions for the reduction of water and electricity by putting up PV solar systems. On the 2nd of May last week, we went out to the market again to advertise to call for applications. Department of Tourism, we are working together with the IDC who's managing the program for us. And again, I want to encourage especially small SMMEs to also apply. I visited some of the accommodation places where that have benefited from this program. And in a hotel in Hohook, somewhere in the Western Cape, they save up to 65% on their electricity bills. So please apply while the opportunity is there. Now, to invest in sustainable tourism, and tourism is also to protect our communities, to protect our natural resources, and also the social fabric of society. Again, we must collaborate as African countries with the public and private sector to achieve this critical objective. We must also prioritize innovation. We must prioritize technology, which can help us to develop and promote our tourism more effectively. I've had discussions with Google. I had discussions with Airbnb. And there are so many other international pro, uh, uh, platforms that we need to connect to. We need to get the African, the South African products out there and help, and they will help us to promote that. Finally, we must also ensure 
that our efforts to promote African tourism's, uh, tourism sector are inclusive. It must benefit the whole of society and not just a few. We must work to ensure that the benefits of tourism are distributed equitably and that all members of our communities can access the opportunities created by the sector. At the very least, that is what the future generation of African children expect and deserve. The opportunity that we have now after COVID-19, an opportunity comes but once, and we have to grab it with both hands. So, our top notch, and if you heard to the MEC and, and the Premier and the Mayor, and the sales speech, what I really like was they put the warm-hearted people of this province, the warm-hearted people of Africa and the continent, that's our biggest asset. When people leave our country, and research has shown that when they leave South Africa and they are interviewed, they all make a reference to the warm-hearted people of our continent. They don't know sometimes we can be foolish. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we can be foolish, but uh, in general, you know, we have got a very warm-hearted uh, African continent and nations. So, we also know that tourism can help us to create cultural exchanges to break down and to understand, break down the stereotypes about our cultures. And somewhere, we need an event somewhere. I think one of the ministers said yesterday, like in Brazil, for instance, once a year, they bring all the different cultures in Brazil together and they perform and they compete, but they showcase the different cultures. Africa, this we must do. We must be proud of who we are and we must be proud of our cultures. So, on the domestic front for South Africa, let's keep on pushing. I'm telling all of them, it's very unfair of you to come and complain to me, I'm just there for two months. You have got the experience of the sector. You are there every day. Give us the solutions and a plan of action. Even on Sunday at the Satsa conference, I said, go and put it in there. I don't want to hear complaints. Let us deal with the solutions because we must all work together. Now, for us in South Africa, tourism is, is a key sector. We are busy implementing the Tourism Recovery Plan of 2021. 
We are busy implementing the Economic Reconstruction and Recovery Plan of 2020. So we've got the plans, like the MEC was saying. Our challenge now is implementation, implementation, and implementation. That is how we're going to succeed. No more new plans. We've got enough plans. So, I want to thank all fellow South Africans, all our African brothers and sisters from the continent, for your contribution in building this sector. I'm very proud to welcome all the international delegates that are present here today to, uh, to experience the beauty of our landscape, to experience the warmth of our people. I'm very happy that you are here. I know that this year's travel in Darbo will serve as a platform for you to build new relationships, to share knowledge, and also to help us to drive the growth of the tourism sector. I want to say to my fellow ministers from the continent, please don't disappear, because I want us to sign a plan of action that we are going to implement as a collective of the 21 countries that are present here in South Africa. Otherwise, yesterday would have just become another talk shop. I've made notes of all the suggestions of all the African tourism ministers and I've wrote them down. And I want the ministers to sign a commitment that we are going to work together. Next year, when we come back to Durban, we will be reporting here, Honorable Premier, we'll be reporting here to say, this is what we have done. And so I really invite you, all the ministers are here, to join me in getting this plan together. Because it is possible if we work together. We have to learn from what is happening in East Africa. The East African countries has already recovered and exceeded the post-COVID levels. What are they doing right? One of the things that I've noticed is that they've offered incentives. And we have to learn from what's happening in East Africa and apply that in our own country. So, Honorable uh, Program Director and, and all our visitors here, again, a warm, warm welcome. And let us get back. Let us get to do what we are here to do, and that is to do business. And it's only you that know how to know it best. Government, we are not in the, in the landscape of doing business. But we are here to support you. Because government must create the conditions, regulatory and otherwise. Government must create the conditions conducive for the environment uh, and conducive for the private sector to create the jobs. 
and not government alone. Government alone cannot create jobs. We need to partner with the private sector. Thank you very, very much, and God bless you.